Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, overlooking the vast, pristine acreage of Primrose Village. Greetings from this hidden gem of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Oh, hello. Hello there. Hi, my friend. Hello. How are you, sir? Hello, my friend. You know, it's been uh, quite a while since I've got to look you in the face. Well, yes. And, and uh, uh, well, we had a few storms. We had some storms. We had some trips. Tr- storms, trips, um, illnesses. All kinds of various uh, things. Uh, trips to jail. Yep. Uh, I got out of jail this morning, actually. How, uh, how was it? You know, it wasn't too bad. It was warm. You know, they gave me some food. Yeah, um, it was warm. <laughs> I had my own room. It was quiet. You know, if you're if you're a if you're a homeless person mm. in a uh, in a cold climate, yep, jail's probably not that bad for you. Probably not. You get, but you'd get, be surprised how many uh, homeless people live out in the cold. Well, you know, if I was a homeless person, I'd move to like Miami or Key West. Mm. Just start walking south. What else are you gonna do? You don't gotta be. Yeah, a why job. not? Grow your beard long. Yep. Hang out in uh, jams why all don't day. You walk down there. Yeah. Jams. Remember jams? Jams are cool. Y'all well, remember jams? Well, we had a few. Uh, we had a couple weeks off. Yep. Since our last few show. weeks, you know, a few things going on. But uh, this week we're back and better than ever with better a whole ever. smorgasbord of things. To All discuss. kinds of things to to uh, to talk about. Yep. Uh, should we tease the the, the main topic yeah, of the day? Yeah, let's tease tease it. Tease so it to, to the max. Today's topic we're going to talk about cryptozoology, mm. which is a uh, obviously a very uh, popular topic amongst shows of our ilk. That's but, right. But we're going to talk a little bit different different things uh, that you may or may not have heard of. In the past. That's correct. And uh, unbeknownst to Mike, we have a, uh, a trivia uh, contest for him. Unbeknownst. Unbeknownst to you because uh, you always embarrass me. Yes. Uh, no, you did well the last time. You did Alive or Dead. You know oh, what I it did. is? I Alive did. or yeah. Dead, you have a you have an idiot savant uh, tendency. <laughs> yeah. And you know if people are alive or dead. Yeah. So we're going to do a surprise trivia. We also... I have one for you. Oh, okay. Right now. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. Rip Torn. Rip Torn is still alive. Still alive! That's right. <laughs> I loved him in Beastmaster. He was creepy. Rip Torn it has a very distinctive voice. And a name. And name, um, yeah. So we and we have a new new sponsor for the program. We have a new sponsor. Well, yes. Well, we have two new sponsors. Don't we, we do. We do. One has a commercial today. One, one has, has a, a one, one has a produced commercial. One, one, yes. One and one of them actually sent us a, a, a sampling of their wares. That's right. Which we're going to sample after the break, which will be the commercial break. After the commercial break, we're going to. So we have two sponsors today. We're gonna right. So the first sponsor is uh, Chauncey's Chili Bowl Ooh. out of uh, LaForge Parish, Louisiana. Oh, that? and uh, who's the other sponsor? Who that? Who that? Yep. Uh, our second sponsor is Addicted Rum Balls. Ooh. Well, they're not really a sponsor yet. Uh, but we're going to talk about them because they were kind enough to send us their wares. And they gave us little things with rum in them or whiskey well, yeah, or yeah, some so sort gonna, of alcoholic ta- beverage. We're going to talk about that later. All right. So I went on a trip. I, uh, I went to Florida. I went to uh, the great uh, Disney World, right? Disney World. So I, I just have to say this quickly just to get this. The uh, happiest place on earth. Yeah, well, it's it's not so happy. But anyway, <gasps> so, uh, you know, one thing that I noticed, D- Disney World is unlike any other experience that you may ever uh Partaken in your entire life. Let me just tell you, I love Disney World. Love it. You love it, but do you really get into it like (laughs) some adult people do? So I've never seen this phenomenon before. Yeah, this is some weirdo. Normal everyday adults that go about their lives, they have jobs, steady jobs, they own houses, they uh, you know they they have children and they take care of the children. They get to Disney World and they act like complete fools. They become yes idiots. I agree. Right. So I've never seen this before. It's it's strange. So I, we get on the bus, the magical bus. Oh, you're on a magic bus that takes you from the, uh, the airport. You're talking, about, you're talking about a real magical bus, not the magical bus from LSD trips in the past. Not not like a Beatles magical oh, bus. Oh no. But anyway, so we get on the bus, and the first thing I see is two mid thirties ish man and woman, no married kids. married couple, no kids, no kids, sitting there. How did I know? With uh, handmade, <laughs> hand stitched 
Mickey Mouse hat. You know, the round, like, yeah. beanie hat oh, with the, the beanie. ears on it? Yes, yes, yes. With their names embroidered in, in it. You mean like the, the, like a five-year-old would normally Exactly, yeah. yes. And t-shirts to match. <laughs> and they're laughing, and they're just high-fiving. You know... And on the bus, hold on, quickly. I don't, oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I thought you were done. Yeah, no. So on the bus, they have, like, a little TV that plays, like, uh, you know, Disney cartoons and stuff. Oh, yeah. And they're playing, like, Disney old-school cartoons. And, and the man was... He couldn't stop staring at the little screen, and he was laughing... Out loud, hysterically, uh, 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 with his Mickey Mouse hat on. Well, he was in in Nirvana, as we discussed in a mm. previous episode. I don't know. It's just I thought it was odd. I mean, you can go there and enjoy yourself. And you know have, what I like about Disney? It's a clean. It's mm. organized. Usually, uh, you know, you have a good time, and it's 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 a largely stress stress free for me. I mean, I know that people they freak out when mm. they have to. Um, the only time I stress out is towards the end of the night when the fireworks come mm. because you want to get to your car. Uh, before 17,000 people exit the park at the same time. That's right. And they have human, actual human uh, princesses that wander around. Yeah, you know what? You want to hear a funny story real quick? if you're lucky enough, you can touch them. So a few years ago, we went there. And, uh, you know, they have those meet and greets with the the princesses, as you just stated. Mm. So uh, very famously within my family, we're all waiting to meet. uh, They had them all on a row. There's like Cinderella and uh, Sleeping Beauty. And the last one was Rapunzel, who I happen to enjoy. Was it I, the I long-haired or the short-haired Rapunzel? Long-haired Rapunzel. Ah, gotcha. I enjoy long-haired Rapunzel. Yep. I think she's a, a very you, you, beautiful she, woman. Uh, you let her choke you out with her long hair. I would like that. But no, so so she's waiting, and my kids, you know, they go up and they hug her and everything. Yeah. And then she looks at me, and I go, bring one in for me. Oh. And I put my arms out as if to hug. And she called and the she authorities. Went, she went, <laughs> and backed away. Mm. I did not get a Rapunzel hug. That's too bad. For some reason. But she probably did call the authorities. I can't imagine I, why she wouldn't give you a hug. I probably had the Disney secret police following me the rest of the day. Mm. Anyway. Hey, do you see what I'm drinking here? You I see do this? see that. Yeah, it's iced coffee. It is an iced coffee. And I'm not a, uh, you know me not to be a, a normally a coffee drinker. You're not a coffee drinker. But uh, I've been, I worked uh, 72 straight hours, so <laughs> I needed some uh, caffeine ah, this morning. Okay. And you know what I noticed at the uh, local uh, Dunky Dunks? What's that? Was this. Okay, so I like Girl Scout cookies, right? Yeah. They have Girl Scout flavored cookie, Girl Scout cookie eh. flavored iced coffee. Yeah. This is the coconut caramel. Is it good? Also known as the Samoa. The Samoas or Tagalogs. Oh my god, it's it's liquid pleasure. Let's just put really? it that way. Liquid oh, it's pleasure. delicious. Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Girl Scouts. My kids are involved in Girl Scouts. Mm. My wife is involved in Girl Scouts. I have too many Girl Scout cookies uh, to shake a stick at. Yes. So if you have any extra caramel delight, send them my way, please. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So we had a few weeks off. We're gonna get into another topic now. Right? We're going to get into it now, or do you have something else to discuss? Uh, well, just quickly, uh, you want to let the audience know that you're not going to be around for a little yeah. while? Oh, yeah. Or? So there's going to be a slight hiatus for me mm. uh, for the mic portion of the show. That's right. Just for about maybe two weeks, um, having a, a medical procedure done, mm-hmm. hopefully to cure my uh, insanity. And then uh, and then I'll be back to normal yep. uh, within a couple of weeks. So in the meantime, I, uh, I may put some shows up with myself. And, uh, maybe that would others. be horrible. You should get a guest uh, host in here. I'll get a guest host in. And, maybe uh, Jimmy knows, Kimmel is available. I don't like. What we'll talk about. Do you know that I don't like Jimmy Kimmel? Nah, he's he's a hypocrite. I don't like Jimmy Kimmel. Well, Let's I'm just say that for the record. Elitist hypocrites. Yes. Anyway, who started off watching girls on trampolines yeah, for exactly. his show called the Juggies? Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. And now he's Mister. Uh, now he's right. Mister Integrity. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk a little bit about cryptozoology, and it's let's. not something you catch on your feet. That does sound. I had got a bad case of the crypto on my left so, foot. So if you're listening to this program, you probably know what this term already is, but I'll define it for you here Why in a don't second. you define it? Um, so some of the creatures that we're going to be talking about, uh, a lot of them you've heard, some of them you may not have heard of. We're well, what's gonna... cryptozoology? Okay, so cryptozoology, I'll tell you what it is. It's basically defined uh, literally as the study of hidden animals, um, and it, you know, it was coined by the late Scottish explorer and adventurer Ivan T. Sanderson. 
Oh, Ivan, what's That's he doing right. these days? Ah, you know, that was a long time ago. But anyway, the animals studied in cryptozoology are often referred to as cryptids, and that was a, a term coined by John Wall, and that was in 1983. So, oh, recently. So mysterious uh, creatures of the unknown. Yes. That uh, we don't have actual hard <laughs> evidence of yet. No. But they're known as cryptids. And actually, we've had some personal firsthand experience with, um, let's say, devoted researchers of cryptozoology who uh, we'll, we'll talk about probably in a little bit. Oh, when you get to the the portion that I think you're going to get to, we'll talk about it. Okay. So a lot of the creatures uh, that we're going to talk about are considered legendary mm-hmm. or non-existent, uh, you know, by main by the mainstream science and mainstream biology. But it's important to note that throughout history, of course, there have been many examples of creatures that no one believed existed until they turned up. That's correct. I'm sure you probably know a little bit about some of those. I do. Yeah. Why don't you give an example? Oh, well, uh, I think we've mentioned it even once on the show before. The coelacanth That's was cool. a That's fish right. that was supposedly extinct uh, 30 million years ago or such. That's correct. And it was uh, actually, one was found alive in, uh, I think it was the 20, 1920s, correct? 20s or 30s, something like something that. Like yeah. that. So yeah. millions of years, tens of millions of years after it's supposed to be gone, it's actually still there. Here's an even uh, more interesting one, and that is the mountain gorilla, which was thought to be a legend. Uh, up until it was confirmed in 1902 when they finally f- discovered one. Oh. And then now, they, obviously, we know that the gorilla exists. We do know that gorillas exist. They're yes. kind of scary. That's right. A gorilla could rip you in half. So basically, like we've talked about uh, uh, many times before, uh, there are many things out there that we don't fully comprehend or fully understand. That's right. So it's important to keep an open mind uh, to a lot, you know, with a lot of these things. So we're here to shed some light on this stuff shed for Shed it. You. Shed right. the light. Do it now. Okay. So one of the most famous uh, cryptids of all time that you... I've heard of, I'm sure, is Bigfoot. Oh, Big Feet, yes. Big Feet. So would you say if you had many Bigfoots, would they be Bigfoots or Big Feets? I don't know, but I dated one once. She was a she was a looker. She had Big Feet. Really? Mm-hmm. Did she have heavy legs? She had heavy legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about the Bigfoot first, All also right. known as Sasquatch. Sasquatch. And the term Sasquatch actually literally means hairy man. Mm-hmm. And it's, the, uh, it's derived from a local uh, Native American language called Helcomilim. Is that how you say it's, it? It's uh, in British Columbia. That's near Vancouver, if you know where they Vancouver play hockey is. there. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who likes hockey? Not me. I used to like hockey a lot. You don't I'm like not, it anymore? It's not that I don't like it. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm just not. Yeah, I don't in, know. The man, the Bruins are tearing it up right now. Just not as into it as I used uh, to I be. Mean, you got to get into it, my friend. Yeah. So, anyway, we all know the Bigfoot is an ape like creature, and it was mainly uh, spotted and in inhabiting the forests of the Pacific Northwest, which, if you've ever been to the Pacific Northwest, which I know some of the listeners live out there. As a way, matter of fact, we have uh, some devoted listeners up in the Pacific Northwest. That's right. And if you've had a, if you live out there and you've had a Bigfoot experience, or if anybody's had any kind of hairy, bipedal creature experience, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, give us a call, let us know, send us an email. I've at had the some Eon Project, experiences. The Eon Project at yahoo.com. So sightings of the Bigfoot have taken place pretty much in almost every state in the country. Including Rhode Island. Parts of Canada. Rhode Island most recently. Yeah. Uh, by a couple of uh, intrepid uh, drunken investigators, apparently. <laughs> and they range in height. I'm going to describe a little bit physically. So they range in height from 6 to 10 feet. They can weigh in excess of 500 pounds, estimated, mm-hmm. um, by by some of the, uh, you know, the footage. That's the, pretty big. Like, uh, what do they call it? Mysterious footage of, oh, of like these the creatures. Oh, like the found footage? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, they've been also been spotted at local f- flea markets. So uh-huh, just yep. be forewarned. Wandering around. That's right. Looking for combs. Yep. So they have dark brown or reddish fur, as described in the uh, by the eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. And the Bigfoot is also said to be followed by a very strong foul smell. Again, all experiences I've had dating. That's right. And have you, as you've had at the local flea market as well. At the, leave, at the local flea market. That's right. You ever been to... You know, when I was a kid, we used to go to flea markets all the time. Mm. It was a place to, you know... Uh, purchased used goods yep. for uh, very low prices, 
But if you've been in the last, uh, I don't know, decade or so, you know that it's not like that anymore. The, the people there are, are really strange. Well, here, strange here's the thing. When, when I was in Florida, there's a, uh, there's a flea market in, uh, where, in the area where I was. It was called the, it's called the Big Red Barn. Okay. And it's literally a gigantic red barn. As per the a, title. And it's an indoor, uh, and they have a farmer's market, but they sell just anything you can think of. Anything. They sell it in Chinchillas. There. Anything. Zebras. Anything. Some stuff new, some old, some right out of the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is. They Barry sell. Manilow tapes. But uh, it's pretty cool to walk around and you can get some good stuff cheap. Now, there used to be a store called Building 19. That, that was their motto. Remember that? Building what's, 19. What's that? Good stuff cheap. Oh, I thought I just made that up. No. Oh. You stole that. So the Bigfoot is known for his big feet. Mm-hmm. Up to 24 inches in some cases. That's big. Uh, when they found, uh, you know, impressions in the mud Woof. and such. <laughs> it's important to note that uh, most cultures throughout the world, they tell stories of a large ape-like creature so you have to wonder why that's right the same that, story gets gets passed along that's right that common uh that common thread that that weaves its way through many a culture across the world yes yes now okay you decide what do you think about the bigfoot what do i think i think as you just as you just intimated i think that there's so many stories floating around that there has to be something to it now whether it's a misidentification of an existing animal that we are aware of mm. or if it's a new species that we haven't been uh, haven't been exposed to I, I think that there's something there. I, I don't think that people are just making it up. Right. I think that they literally think that they saw something. Yeah. And maybe they did. I don't know. So the modern the modern Bigfoot phenomenon goes back to 1958 when a, a gentleman by the name of Gerald Crew found some large footprints in Humboldt County, California. And that's where the the original, uh, the origin of the term Bigfoot came from when he mm-hmm. found these uh, big feats, feats prints. Okay. But I think the most famous... Uh, the most famous sighting of them all would be the Patterson-Gimlin film. Yes, that's the film where the uh, the supposed Bigfoot has caught on a camera that is, is striding along a riverbank. That's right. Yeah, very famous film. That's right. And you've seen the film. Yes. What do you think of the film? Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the oh, film. Oh, I'm sorry. First, go, and I'll go give ahead. you my opinion. So okay. uh, the most famous, as I said, of, the, of these is by Robert Patterson and Robert Gimlin, two Bobs. The Bob, Bob. Bob and Bob. The Bobs. And uh, they... they made this film on October 20th, 1967. And they were friends and business partners, but believe it or not, they were interested, this is where it gets, why it's weird to me, is that they're interested in, were interested in making a Bigfoot documentary. Oh, so, and they just happened to catch Right, it. so they went out that day with the camera into the, uh, the, the, the forest of Northern California. They were on horseback when they spotted the creature. So they were, you know, horseback, there it is. going around, checking out. Brokeback mountain. Had their little 16 millimeter camera going. Mm-hmm. And uh, they filmed the creature for about 53 seconds. Yeah. And uh, as you can, if you can go up, obviously you can see it anywhere on, online. Sure. And uh, it, it shows the creature kind of walking away from them. Yes. And but it it's lo- looking at them. It too. turns and it looks back the, uh, right. towards them. Right. Um, in my opinion, now, now I, do I believe that there are mysterious uh, uh, hominid bipedal creatures out there in the wilderness that we don't know about? Sure, mm. I can believe in that. Sure. Uh, to me, this this film was hoaxed from the very beginning. Okay. Um. And it's 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 anomalous in the sense that you know you can never be proven one way or the other. Right. And people have analyzed the film backwards and forwards. Experts saying that that, that the gate could not be a human gate. Right. They had anthropologists look at it and stuff. Exactly. But it, it to me it just looks fake. It looks like something somebody made. It looks like somebody in a suit. Right. I mean, uh, look at the uh, uh, the Jack Link's beef jerky guy messing with Sasquatch. <laughs> Those look more realistic. Look how realistic that looks compared to uh, yeah. He's very, very. Uh, his fur is cropped tightly, like he had just gone to the barber. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's odd to me. It's well, interesting to wa- to look at, but we'll never really know the answer. You know, I think it's as you said. I think it's quite a coincidence that they set out to make a documentary about it and they catch it. Right. And in in the uh, and and how long have smartphones been big? Maybe what twelve years, 10 years fifteen or so. years yeah. in the last ten years, and no one has yet to get 
video or even good pictures mm. of a of a Sasquatch. How come that is? You know, every, everybody's got a friggin' cell phone on them. All every the time, time you see videos of any of this stuff, it's always grainy. Green, yep. and it's like hiding behind a tree, mm-hmm. and you never get. Uh, you know, you never get. Well, can, are you done with your portion of Bigfoot? Because I want to add something to the Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So. In the past, and Jason and I, I think we've talked about this on the show before, we've had some experience in the paranormal world and, mm. and hanging out with some of those folks. And we've actually had personal experiences and, and gone to, let's say, shows and conventions and things with with uh, similar people. And the the Sasquatch portion of those people yep. are really interesting folk. Mm. They, uh, they, they call it squatching. Yes. They're going to go out squatching. And they go tramping around the woods looking for Bigfoot. Now... First of all, think about how ridiculous that is on the face of it. Mm. You're actually going into the woods unarmed and looking for something that could rip you in half yeah. if it did exist without without thinking. It seems pretty stupid to me. But here's the thing, too. Since we don't know anything about them, we don't know anything about their habits. Where they, right, right. We don't know anything about what would attract them or not, not attract them to you. Right. Uh, what they sound like, what they look like, what they smell like. I mean, they, they, there's conjecture. Yeah. There's ideas, but we don't really know. So you go out there just randomly... <laughs> Trying to hunt this creature. I think now. it's an excuse because the, some of the folks that we've seen, you know, they down a case of Keystone ice before going out there. So I'm sure they see some things. Right. And, and there's, a, there's a there's a related creature supposedly that lives in the swamps of Florida. It's called the skunk ape, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's supposedly like a smaller version of the Bigfoot, and it lives in the swamps of Florida. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's out of the I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that there is a large primate that exists in the woods that we that we that we just not might not know about. Right. Maybe they're maybe they're really endangered. Mm. You don't know that there's that there's that many. Um, we find primates all over the world. That's right. So yeah. that's what I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway. You got so, something to say? Yeah I do. Oh, all right. So for the next portion of the program, we're mm. gonna we're gonna go back in time. For Ooh, a time as, traveling. As you as you know, I enjoy history. Mm. You enjoy history. Love it. There's a lot of unknown history that we learn, you know, when doing research for this show, which is which is why I like doing it. Yes. Because you learn new things every day. That's right. We're going to go back to 1764. 1764? Ah, before we were even a nation. That's correct. 1764 yeah. in France. So oh. we're going to use our French accent. Oh, les Français. Not, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing with a French accent because okay. everyone will turn it off. But right. I, yes. will, I will throw in a word or two in French. Okay, that works. So, 1764 France. There were many forests... And dark areas of the map that were left largely unexplored, as mm. as today, but even more so in the and 1760s. many dark and unexplored areas of the ladies' French armpit back in 1764. And it was one of these areas named Javaudan, mm-hmm. where a vicious monster prowled the countryside and claimed dozens, if not hundreds, of victims. Ooh. Some say this creature is responsible for upwards of 300 deaths mm-hmm. during a three-year period. That's a lot. That's a lot of deaths. 300. Yikes. So Javaudan. Is a region in southern France in modern day Lozère. Ooh. You can say it Lozère. It had a reputation of being remote and isolated backwater back then, when the forces of nature had not been fully tamed, where the forests were indeed enchanted, says J.M. Smith, a historian mm-hmm. and author of the book Monsters of the Gévaudan, which I bet he's an expert if he wrote a book about the yeah, monsters. Yeah, you, you gotta know what you're talking about. So France has always been full of legends, and uh, it's also a land with many cul- uh, culinary delights. You like French food? Um, I mean, what would be a, considered a French food? I don't know. French oh, like bread? I desserts. like French bread. You know, they're, they're very famous for their desserts. Oh, like creme brulee. Yeah. And uh, uh, mustard. You know, French is mustard. Oh, mustard. French is or mustard. Or moutard is how you say it in French. Moutard. Yeah. No, that's Arabic, I think. <laughs> anyway, so in the 1760s, there was there was a lot of isolated villages, uh, you know, individual farmers and small villages and whatnot, mm-hmm. especially in this area of France. So one day, one fine day, I imagine it was a fine day. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. 
1764. A young peasant girl was out tending her cows. What was her name? I don't know. Oh, all right. Was out tending her cows when a large creature attacked her, but was driven away by the cows. So the cows protected her for some reason. Ah. Uh, and they, probably not so much by the young peasant girl, but the cows scared her away. So the girl testified that the creature looked like a large wolf-like creature with reddish fur, small ears, a dog-like head, and a long tail. Sounds a little weird, right? Mm. But sounds maybe like a wolf, right? Maybe like a yeah, large could wolf. Yeah, a, a, a crazed, uh, strange wolf. Yeah. So a few days later, a 14-year-old girl whose name we do know, mm. named Jean Boulet. Jean Boulet? Jean Boulet. That's a woman? Yeah. Jean. J-A-N-N-E. J- oh, Jane. Jean was out tending her animals when she was killed by something. Mm. We assume she was killed and eaten because they didn't find a body. They just found her bonnet and her clogs. Oh, my God. So it didn't eat her bonnet or her clogs. Throughout the summer... It had a keen fashion sense. It didn't like them. <laughs> throughout the summer, numerous other attacks, many of them fatal, occurred in the area, mostly against young people or women who were working alone. The attacks were terrifying because often the head and the neck of the victims were the most damaged parts of the body. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the throats were torn out or the heads were missing suggesting that the beast was purposely targeting this region of the body with an unsettling intelligence and purpose. People began to wonder if this was a, you know, a dumb animal or, or a very intelligent predator. It actually could be either at this point. Mm-hmm. Some even suggested that the beast was actually a man, a sex-crazed serial killer dressed as a wolf. That's It's possible. The townsfolk began to send out hunting parties thinking that they might be dealing with a very large wolf or a group of wolves, but the attacks continued despite them you know, going out there looking for it. Sure. One group of people searching for the beast came under attack by it, and several of the men swore that they they shot at it and they hit the thing with multiple musket shots, but it didn't fall. It just ran away. Hmm. So King Louis the Fifteenth, oh King Louis, you know King Louis, yeah, hears about this and the dozens of dead folk. So he sends out some professional wolf hunters. They're gonna go out there. They're gonna, they're gonna get it. How do you say wolf hunter in French? Wolf hunter. I bet you it's something cool sounding. It does sound cool. I bet. So despite killing several wolves. And several sightings of this actual beast that they were looking for, none of the hunters were able to kill it. Okay. Eyewitnesses state that it looked like a hybrid creature, not unlike a bear or a large hyena, mixed with a predatory cat with spotted fur and a red stripe on its back. Wow. What does that sound like to you? Uh, something unknown. So now the king is pissed, right? Yeah. Because he sent out his uh, professional wolf hunters. They weren't able to get it. So he sends out his best man, his personal gun bearer, which I don't know what that <laughs> carried his gun around for him or something. Francois Antoine was his name. Mm-hmm. So he gets to Javoudan and he kills a bunch of wolves, but not the creature. He even put, this was actually pretty funny. He put dummies filled with human blood out oh. that was poisoned. So he poisoned human blood. That's, that's pretty and good. And he put it in a dummy, in dummies, and he left them all around trying to get the thing to eat it. But it didn't work. Plus, we're not sure where he got the blood anyways. Where do you get a whole bunch of human blood from? I don't know. <laughs> Finally. 1765, Antoine kills a very large gray wolf, almost six feet long, mm-hmm. weighing 130 pounds, which is huge that for is, a wolf that's of huge. the time. So Antoine thinks he killed the creature. He returns to Versailles. You know Versailles? Oh, yes. The Palace of Versailles. He returns to Versailles with it. They mount it. They mount it. <clears throat> they mounted it on the wall. Oh, they put it on the wall. They didn't, actually, yeah, not, they didn't, like, they didn't mount it, mount it. And then he's given a royal pension, and he can probably lay with any maiden he wishes. Probably, oh. Something like that, right? And all was right with the world for about a month. Then the attack started again. So the townsfolk get pissed themselves, and they send out a hunting party of 300 men, including an old guy named Jean Chastel. He's out walking around, old Jean, who's a farmer by trade. He's walking around, and he hears a large creature 
coming through the forest. So he climbs up a tree, uh, and he sees this huge creature enter the clearing before him, mm-hmm. uh, below him. Chastel took aim and shot at it. Bang! See that? Whoa. Yeah, with sound with his musket. Show. That's right. And he missed. He missed it. You know, back in those days, <clears throat> you didn't just shoot and miss. It took. It, you were screwed at that point. That's right. Because you got to reload. <clears throat> so, uh, so it starts charging at him. So finally, Jean Chastel, he rapidly reloads his his musket, shoots at it again, and kills it. Shot it right between the eyes. Killed it. Hey, quickly, I have my friend Francois on the line. Yeah? He's going to tell me how to say wolf hunter in French. In do, French. Do hey, Francois, how do you say wolf hunter in French? Chasseur de loup. Ah. Chasseur de loup. That's right. And as you can tell, Francois sounds a little effeminate. Yeah, he's, But that's okay. Well, you know, French people. He's French. So anyway, so Jean Chastel's up at his tree. He shoots the thing. He missed it. He reloads rapidly. Kills it. Boom. Goes down. Yep. So... The king wants to see it. Word gets all the creatures that king wants to see it. So he orders Jean Chastel to pack it up and bring it bring it out to Versailles so he can look at it. But old Jean Chastel was kind of stupid in the fact that he didn't take any steps to preserve the creature at all. So he's, And, you know, it, it took a while to, to get places on carriage back in the day. Yep. So he put it on the side of his carriage, and he starts driving to Versailles at a very, very slow pace. Along the road, it rotted. Ooh. The creature rotted, and it stunk up the place so bad that they had to pull over. And burn it on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. So, no one was ever actually able to examine the creature. No one in the in the uh, king's uh, service. But most accounts from witnesses say it was like a wolf, but very but uh, a lot larger, very thick hide that was seemingly impervious to bullets. Yes. Interesting side note to this story: Jean Chastel was a religious man, mm-hmm. as many people were back in the day, and continue to be to this day. He went to a priest before going out on the hunt, and had himself blessed as well as the homemade bullets that he had taken with him. Oh. These bullets were made out of silver. Oh. Which let gave rise the legend to the legend from? of silver bullets killing werewolves. There you go. So it all goes back to Jean Chastel. Oh. Jean is way ahead of his time. So what do you think about that? You think it was probably just a big wolf or a group of wolves? More than likely it was probably some uh you know cuz wolves generally aren't red don't have reddish fur. No. So you can imagine 150 pound uh, wolf with reddish fur, kind of scary, and strange eyes coming at you, mm-hmm. uh, going on the going on a kill crazy maybe, rampage. Maybe it was like a mutant wolf, or, a, or you know, some sort of off offshoot. It could be, and you know, it's funny you say that because I heard I saw an interesting science program uh, not too long ago where there was a hunter. Um, you can actually hunt uh, polar bear in uh, you know the Arctic. Really, there's there's places where you can hunt polar bear. They I didn't have know that. you know you, you obviously uh, uh, you know it's limited what you can do. You better be careful; those things will. They'll, they'll but you have off. to you have to shoot a polar bear. You can't shoot any other bear. It's very very st- the, the rules are very strict about this. What do you mean? So if you're going out hunting polar bear, you couldn't shoot a grizzly bear. Oh, oh, oh. you can it. only hunt a certain type of bear. Exactly, I got it. So a, a gentleman goes out with his uh, Inuit guide, oh. and they see in the distance what appears to be a polar bear. It's a big white bear in the distance, mm-hmm. and so the guy takes aim and he shoots it and he kills it. And he goes down, and as they get closer, they they examine the bear and they realize that it's. It's it's unlike any other bear that they had ever seen before. So when they bring it back to the to the town, and now it has to be verified that it's a polar bear, right. and, and now the people that are supposed to verify it are spe- are skeptical that it's a polar bear because it looks odd. It has strange characteristics, mm-hmm. and I don't want to get into all the characteristics, but you'll understand what I'm saying here in a second. Okay. So they're gonna they're gonna fry this guy big time because mm-hmm. they said he shot something that he wasn't supposed to. Right. So this big whole case went on an investigation and they did DNA testing and they tested all the animal. Come to find out, it was a naturally occurring hybrid bear 
that was half polar bear, half grizzly bear. Really? That because and because they never thought that polar bears and grizzly bears would number one mate <laughs> right. and number two be even in the same area at the same time because right. generally they have you know, inhabit different areas of the right. of the continent. It turns out that they did find packs of migrating polar bears uh, or, uh, or bears in general that would come together, these two different types of bears. Come together. And they they do mate on occasion. And then they have these hybrid bears. So it was a, it was a hybrid polar bear, grizzly bear. Interesting. Pretty wild. So the That's guy, pretty vicious, man. He's lucky he killed it because it probably would have killed Yeah, him. I mean, he didn't get in trouble because it had enough polar bear DNA to be considered a polar bear. So uh, he got to keep the you bear. You know, this, this brings up an interesting point. You know, yeah. people ask me, you know, you and I are, uh, we have experience in uh, in the military and in law enforcement and guns and lots of, th- so people ask me from time to time if I'm a hunter. Mm. And I tell them, I've never, I'm not a hunter. I've never hunted in my life. I have no desire to hunt. Sure. It's just not, doesn't seem like something that I would enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with hunters mm. if they are hunting to eat the meat or that's just part of what they do or I don't know. I think hunting for sport is, is probably stupid. It's pretty stupid. I yeah, I would have to I would have to hold the same position uh, with you. I mean, you can't just, you know, go out and... Oh, speaking of animals that are just about dead, white rhino. The last white oh. rhino on earth oh. is very ill Uh-oh. and it's soon to perish and there'll be no well, more white only, rhinos. Well, if there's only one, then how's it going to be anymore? Exactly. So that was because of all poachers and poachers who are obviously don't think too far into the future. They're like, oh, we'll just keep... Hunting these creatures well, until you know, they don't exist anymore. You know, they which say doesn't that, make sense. But I also have read st- statistics that ninety nine point nine percent of all species that have ever been on the Earth are extinct. So sure. things go extinct all the time they do. with no help from us. No, nah, that's true. So you know, just but, because something's extinct doesn't necessarily mean it's that bad. Well, in some, some well, no, but in some cases, uh, obviously, uh, men have. Why can't spiders go extinct? I hate spiders. Well, you know what though, spiders as creepy and as uh, deadly they can as yeah, they they're can helpful. be. They, uh, you know, they have their their place in the food chain, eh. if you will. Oh yeah, what about mosquitoes? What do they? What service do they have uh, besides bother me? They yeah, they they bite you, don't they? You know what? I believe it or not, I've read studies that mm. there are people who have sweeter blood than others, and or or whatever the case, the more attractive like pheromones that the mosquitoes yes, are attracted because, to. And I am one of them because they absolutely terrorize me, and my wife can be outside. Uh, uh, butt ass naked. Oh, uh, in the not that we ever, maybe ever that's the do problem, that, but uh, and not be attacked <laughs> by anything. And maybe she's she's just naturally uh, repellent from uh, bugs. I see. All right, so I'm going to jump into uh, I'm going to jump into the next cryptid on the list. All right, and this is ahead. this is similar to the Bigfoot because it's a uh, it's an ape like bipedal creature, and I'm sure you've heard of it. Maybe it's uh, it's called the Yeti. Oh, also known as the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. And it's very similar, like I said, to the Bigfoot. However, it is said to reside in the Himalayan region of Nepal and Tibet. And the name uh, is Tibetan in origin and means rocky place man bear who poop in woods and throw snowballs. That's a lot. You know, when you hear foreign languages like that, sometimes one small word can mean so many things. That's that's right. So Yeti, that's what it Interesting. means. So the creature uh, has been seen in the higher elevations and critics say that it's just a misidentification of other local animals. But... We know of uh, other local animals, mountain goats and yaks and all kinds of things that live uh, <laughs> live around that, that particular area. So, However, there have been a number of uh, eyewitness sightings as well as some physical evidence to include footprints, hair samples, uh, and famously a Yeti scalp, which if you look oh, online, you, can, you can see the Yeti scalp. It actually looks more like a... Did he have a, dandruff? It looks more like a bad toupee that, say, Liberace would wear, mm. but uh, supposedly it's, it's, it's the scalp of a creature. Good morning. Um, and so it lives out there. It lives in the Himalayas. Uh, climbs up and down the mountains. You know, we've all seen the pictures of it. Well, my question to you is this. Sure. My follow-up question. You just said that the mountain gorilla was uh, heretofore unknown. That's correct. So how, how could this, maybe this is something uh, similar. 
Well, it could very well be. And, you know, there aren't a lot of people that inhabit the uh, the higher altitudes of the uh, the Himalayan regions. Nepal. All they have are these stupid Nepalese coins. Except for the uh, the Sherpa who go up and down the mountains like Those crazy. Those Sherpa are some tough people, man. I'll tell you what. So when I went to Disney World, there's a ride there. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's called Expedition Everest. I've not been on that and ride. It's, uh, it's quite the roller coaster. And, uh, you know, they, they have a fake or a, a facsimile of the Mount Everest itself, and there's a big Yeti in there and things of that sort. Mm. But as you're waiting in the long-ass line to, <laughs> uh, to, get, to, the, to get to the ride, yeah. they actually have uh, uh, some interesting uh, factoids about uh, you know, Mount Everest and the people that have climbed it oh. and the different routes that they've taken. And there's one Sherpa that's been up and down the mountain like 20 times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Oh. Yeah. Interesting so that's story. the Yeti. Okay. Are we at the halfway point of we the We are, yeah. So we're going to... Um, we're going to do our We're going to get into our next sponsor. So i just give you a little background. So it's a business called Chauncey's Chili Bowl, and they're out of Louisiana. Oh, Chauncey. And uh, I, I thought it was an interesting concept, and I'll let the, the commercial speak for itself. But um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Chauncey called me up because he's a, a fan of the program. Big we fan. Have many, many listeners down, down around. In swamp country. Down around Bayou, down there in Louisiana. Louisiana. And uh, he said, hey, you know, I know that you're a, a nationwide, a worldwide program. If a you phenomenon. Will, and people love you, and uh, we want to get our sponsorship for our, uh, our our business out there. So okay. uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, play his commercial and, uh, you know, 100, 100% produced by Chauncey and by the Eon Project. So here we go. on a stick? Do you like strawberries? Do you like gummy bears? Do you like spam? Do you like sardines? Do you like anything else you can skewer and dip? Come on down to Chauncey's Chili Bowl. It's where tasty beef and bean delight meets fondue. We have the best chili in Life Force Parish, Louisiana. And if you don't like our plethora of dipping choices, then bring your own. And for a limited time, buy one pound of dipping size Gator Bites and get the second pound 23 cents off. Remember, Chauncey's Chili Bowl, where you can dip and sip yourself silly all day and all night for just $6.99. All right, let's get funky now. Dip it right in my chili bowl. Dip it right in my chili. Dip it right in my chili bowl. Right in my chili, dip it right in my chili bowl, dip it right in my chili, dip it right in my chili bowl, dip it right in my chili. Oh, what'd you think of that? That was pretty good, man. You like uh, that? Sounds delicious. For six ninety nine, you can dip whatever you, whatever you got into the chili. You know those uh, the lovely two part harmony going on there. That's uh. That's that uh, Chauncey himself. Nope, that's Chauncey's uh, two two kids, his uh, son and daughter, huh. uh, Merle and uh, Josine. Merle and, and Josine. Uh, they did that, and you know they wrote that themselves. Oh yeah. And uh, who would have thought? It was so good. They just kept singing it over <laughs> yeah, they, and over and over. They again. couldn't find a way to break into the uh, into the word. But uh, now it's going to be stuck in your head, it and will. you're going to have to go see Chauncey. And he's franchising out his business as well. So we may try to put some up here in the Northeast. Well, you know, Chile is not a Louisiana. It, it would be gumbo mm. if it was in Louisiana. 
Well, Chauncey's not native so, to Louisiana. That's oh, why. he's not. No. Oh, where's he? Where's he from? He's from uh, Saskatoon. Oh, Saskatoon. Yeah, he just made his way down there. Uh, Right. At some point in his well, life. Well, thanks for being a sponsor of the show, Chauncey. That's right. So we're going to get into a quick trivia contest. We're going to do trivia. We're going to do it before the break, but I got sidetracked by the Yeti. Oh. And, uh, you know, sometimes he uh, takes me by surprise. So Mike <laughs> embarrasses me uh, quite a few times here on the program doing trivia. Yes. I'm not going to embarrass him uh, uh, I don't too know. bad, but I, he's, he's pretty, pretty stupid. good. So let me ask you this. So, Mike, are you a uh, you would consider yourself a, a fan of music? You like rock and roll? Uh, I like history? music, yeah. I mean, I'm not as knowledgeable as some. You like uh, you like the Beatles? I do like the Beatles. The Beatles have a lot of uh, catchy tunes. Yes. A lot of people know the words to the Beatles songs. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read I'm going to read the lyrics to a particular Beatles song. Oh, Lord. And you have to tell me the title of the song. And you get bonus points for uh, giving the year and the album. I'm not going to know any of that. You're not going to know any of this? It's not that hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to look ridiculous. All right, so here's the first one. Are you okay. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going I'm to just speak it like spoken word. Speak it like spoken word. Yellow matted custard dripping from a dead dog's eye. Krabalaka fishwife. Pornographic priestess. Boy, you've been a naughty girl. You let your knickers down. I have no idea. You don't know? I have no idea. How about if I sing it? Would you know it then? Maybe. Try it. No, I won't sing it. Oh, no. So that's I Am the Walrus. Oh. That's from their psychedelic era. Yeah, so that was uh, 1967. That was Magical I... Mystery Tour. Okay. All right, so you're 0 for 1. 0 for 1. All right. Keep there going. we go. There we go. Okay. I told a girl that my prospects were good, and she said, Baby, it's understood. Working for peanuts is all very fine, but I can show you a better time. Oh, that might be tough for you. <laughs> what? That one's probably hard. Dude, I, they're all hard. I don't know. All right, that's Drive My Car. That's uh, 1965. Maybe you can drive my yes, car. Yes, yes. I can't See, give I you know the, the chorus. chorus. You'd get it. Oh. That was uh, the Rubber Soul album. Rubber Soul. Oh, this one's easy. Okay. You'll get this one. All right. Father Mackenzie writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near. Look at him working, darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? That's Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, from, good job. From the Rubber Soul album. No, no, Revolver. Yellow, Yellow Submarine. Yellow Submarine. 1966. I didn't know the album. No, that was a good one. No, I, like I like that, that. song. Nice job. Song. All right, here you go. If you drive a car, I'll tax the street. If you drive to sit, I'll tax your seat. If you get too cold, I'll tax the heat. If you take a walk, I'll tax your feet. That's the tax man. That's right. But I don't remember the I don't remember the album. Ah, that's uh, Revolver, 1966. Ah. And that was a George Harrison song. He wrote that. Ah. Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy when you say you're going to tax everything. It's the tax man. All right, so you got you got two out of those. Two, so far. two out of four. All right, here we go. Standing by a parking meter, when I caught a glimpse of Rita, filling in a ticket in her little white book, in a cap she looked much older, and the bag across her shoulder made her look like a military man. That's um. It gave it away. I, I, no, no, I know, I don't, I don't. Is the title of the song? Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Yes. Okay. You got it. I think it's just like, just like John sings. Good job. Thank you. You know, you, you started out slow, but you're picking up the pace. Oh, here we go. All right. How many more are there? Uh, uh, just uh, two. All right. And All right. a bonus one. Okay. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide, where I stop and I turn and I go for a ride. Till I get to the bottom and I see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I don't know, man. Oh, that's Helter Skelter. Oh, well, I know this song, but I don't know. 1968, the, the White Album. Helter Skelter. Yep. All right, here's another one. Okay. Sweet Loretta Martin thought she was a woman, but she was another man. All the girls around her say she's got it coming, but she gets it while she can. 
That's Get Back. That's right. I know. I love that song. Let It Be. Performed on the uh, the, the rooftop of Apple Records. That's correct. Uh, very famously. one of the. You know what? That's one of the only times I've actually seen video of the Beatles playing live was uh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, they, Well, they did it early on in their career, but later on they didn't do much. They didn't it. do very much live performances. All right. So here's a bonus. Okay. Here's a bonus track for you. Ready? Yep. Si leap dick, ya ya ya. Si leap dick, ya ya ya. Si leap dick, ya ya ya. Yay. Du glaubst, si liebt nur mich. Gestern hat ich si glaxen. Si dankt ja nur an dich. Und du solltest zu ihr gehen. O jai sin leap dick. Joner kann es gar nicht sein. Ja, si leap dick. Und da solltest du dich freuen. That's a minuet in G by. Uh... Anatov Slozlowski. No, that's a, uh, a 1964 German recording by the Beatles of She Loves You, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Oh, well, you threw me off by, by saying it in German. But they sing, they sing it in German because oh. they, were, they were doing a lot of record. They were in they Germany were in at Germany. the time. Yeah, they were very big in, in Hamburg. Germany. Hamburg, yes. And they recorded some songs in German, and that was one of them. You know what I heard? I heard that uh, John Lennon mm. was actually a bisexual man mm-hmm. who had many affairs with men. I've heard that as well. Which is, uh, you and know, it all started in Germany. And it was very taboo at the time. It wouldn't be a big deal, you know, today, but mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. then it was a big deal. That's right. So, so let me move on to something Do you want to talk else. about our other sponsor before so, we get into the next thing? Or do yes, you want to, no, okay. I'm going to talk about our other sponsor. Okay. Do you like alcoholic beverages? I love alcohol. I know that you do. As evidenced by the whiskey bottles behind me, the empty ones. Don't you like delicious confectionaries as well? I do, on occasion. Wouldn't you like to combine the tasty nature of your favorite alcoholic beverage with a delicious confectionery? Sounds good to me. So, we're going to talk about a, a friend of the show, mm. uh, a lady named Jen, out of Red Oak, Texas, yes. which is a beautiful little town. I've been there many times. AddictedRumballs.com. Check her out. She's been baking up delicious rum balls, rum cakes, whiskey cakes, whiskey balls, and other goodies for several years now. And she's poised on the precipice of greatness, about to have her business explode. So I want you to what, what? So just to clarify, this is an actual. This is an actual. Sponsor. Yes, this is an actual. Okay. Not, not well, sponsor. She's she's a friend. We're giving of the her show. a plug. We're okay. giving her a plug. Yep. So uh, my friend Jen has been in, in the uh, confectionery business for some time. She's as I said, she's about to explode into popularity, mm. and. She knows that you know the 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 wide ranging reach of this program, and we we have fans all over the world and all over the country. Yep. And so she sent us a batch of these delicious uh, balls. I know you like ball shaped foods. I do. And you love having them in your mouth. That's right. So she sent us some, and we're gonna. And Jay hasn't had one yet. I've I've enjoyed these before, so I know what they taste like, and they're delicious. Okay. So but I want you to enjoy one on the program. That's right. I think we're both gonna have one. Yeah, we we can both have one. All right. So I'll get the little box here. It's a nice little white box, yep. and it says addicted. Yep. And it says, liquor-infused desserts and confections. That just sounds delicious. And this is, sp- well, hold on a second. got to clarify this for okay. me. It says, addicted rum balls, yep. but then underneath it says, spiced wi- uh, whiskey. Well, addicted rum balls is the name of the company. Oh, the di- okay. and so they, they, they make they have other different things. Ones. Ah, I see. So they, th- this batch that we this have here. This is milk chocolate with the whiskey. All right, so milk let me, chocolate with spiced let whiskey. Me, let, me, let me open the box near the microphone. Okay, here we go. go. Doesn't that sound good? Okay. Oh, my and God. Oh, oh. There's several balls in here. I can't wait. To and have one of those wrapped, balls. They're in my wrapped mouth. in. Hold on, let me, let me, let me grab one. <laughs> Hand it over to oh, Mike. I'm gonna get one. Here too. you go. There we go. You got it. I got one. All right, hold on. I gotta take the wrapper off. Why don't you take a bite? First? Should I take a bite? Should and I put the whole I thing talk. in, or just take a little bite? No, you gotta take a bite. You can't just. Okay. No, no. You right, gotta, right. This is a work of art. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> oh. Is it good? Mmm. <laughs> Whoever thought, mmm, you could combine chocolate and whiskey. Oh, my God. It's disturbing to hear you 
have with the ball in your mouth. I'm going to finish it. Go ahead. Oh. Mm. That's really good. Mm. I wonder what kind of whiskey that is. I don't know. I'm going to ask her. Like a, a bourbon or a scotch or a... Like I a, don't know. A Tennessee whiskey? Whatever it is, I enjoy it. You should find out for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's got a little spice to it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Isn't that good? Wow. Sorry about the delay. We're <laughs> enjoying these delicious balls. And there's a cake here, too, that we have. But we're not going to eat gonna that We're not going to do the now. cake today. It's a little round cake thingy. Well, anyway, if, I, if, if, if you take one thing away from this program, I want you to go to addictedrumballs.com. I want you to patronize Jen's business because she does ship. Mm. She shipped them to us, mm-hmm. and they're just, just as delicious today as they as they were when they were packaged. That's right, packaged with love and care. So she will ship. Uh, patronize Jen uh, and help out a, a very uh, nice lady. You know what this does for me though? It wets my whistle today to drink whiskey. Yeah. So as soon as the program is over, guess what I'm doing? I don't know, but that was delicious. Thank you very much, Addicted Rumballs and Jen, for your uh, that's right for your package. And it's eight in the morning on a Sunday, so we know where I'm still, going from still, here. Still good. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about a sea creature next. I said sea creature really loud, loud high. That was high. Yep, it okay. was. We're going to talk. What's more mysterious, Jason, to you than the deep ocean? Is there anything that's more suspicious and, and <clears throat> secretive? I would, I would say, uh, well, on our own planet, no. Mysterious. I mean, outer space, obviously, but not, not on, on planet Earth. For centuries, we've been amazed at what comes out of the deepest parts of the ocean, and much of the ocean has yet to be fully explored, as you know. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it stand to reason that some of Earth's greatest mysteries and mythical creatures would actually live just beyond what we can see? Right. Now, listen to this. I hate sharks. Do you hate sharks? <gasps> I hate sharks. Listen to this before you go any further. Nope. Okay. I, I got to tell you this story. Tell me it's a, story. a shark-related story, and I'm glad you said it. Okay. So you know me. I don't like sh- I don't like the ocean either. No, I, I don't, don't like, like going the ocean. in the ocean. No. So we're in Florida. We're on the uh, we're on. Yeah, the, you were just there. We're in the Gulf of Mexico. Yep. Nice powdery white sand beaches, <laughs> blue crystal blue waters. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna go in. But I said, you know what? I don't come to Florida very often. I'm gonna go in the ocean. I'm gonna suck it up and go in the ocean. <laughs> so I go in about about knee level. Yep. The kids go in. Uh, I look off to my right, and there's a there's a young man and his father fishing off the shore. With, mm-hmm. They cast it out into the ocean there. Yep. And I see him. He's he's reeling something, and he's reeling it in. I'm like, oh, I wonder Uh-oh. what he caught. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he reeled in a shark 20 feet away from me. Wow. A little hammerhead shark. What? A hammerhead? Hammerhead shark. That will eat you. And uh, I, I, I ran kicking and screaming out of the ocean. Oh, my God. Oh, I was, it was horrific. Well, wait a minute. Did you get your kids out, too? Did you leave them No, I got there? them out. Oh, you didn't leave we them We went over there. there. I said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm catching sharks all day. I'm like, I'm not going back in there. You know what? That, that, would, that would make me leave. Oh, God. It was crazy. Water. Well, real quick story. I was in Virginia Beach last year with a family. I didn't mean to get so excited there, but. No, you were pretty excited. Me. We're in Virginia Beach with a family. Uh, the kids were out in the surf. As you said, I don't, I don't go in the water, but I was, I was watching diligently my children. And I saw these fins in the water, oh. actually uh, swimming around into the uh, the high w- waves. You can see yep. like oh, outlines yeah. of things. And at first, I thought they're sharks, and I told my kids to get out of the water. You it turns out screaming shark. I didn't. Oh. I was I was discreet about it. But it turns out they were dolphins. Oh, okay. and uh, dolphins, I guess, t- habit those areas. Mm. And that, that once I found out they were dolphins, I, I figured it was okay for them to be in the water. Sure. I still don't like being in the water. All right, go ahead. Tell so you I a shark hate story. I hate sharks. I'm afraid of sharks. I'm sure that they don't like me very much. Mm. So we all know that a great white shark is the ultimate sea predator, right? Oh, we think. Matter of reference, the average great white shark grows to be about t- between 22 and 25 feet. That would be about the max mm-hmm. in length, which is huge. Yeah. Imagine a 25-foot long great white shark. That's huge. But in the ancient past, a super predator known as the megalodon was an immense shark 
that scientists estimate was around 50 feet in length, about the size of an 18-wheeler. Can you imagine that? Swimming around mm. the ancient seas. So this would have been around the largest sea, this would have been about the largest sea predator in history and probably scared the crap out of a bunch of old-timey fish everywhere. You know the old-timey fish swimming around? Oh, yeah. They'd be afraid of that thing. <laughs> swimming around. Scientists agree that the Megalodon went extinct millions of years ago. Or did it? Mm, we don't know. 1981, off the coast of Australia. A lot of things happen in Australia. Have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. It's like the Wild West out there. A group of fishermen encountered an enormous creature that surfaced just while they were pulling in their traps. These were experienced fishermen used to seeing all manner of sea, sea life. And they saw this was a shark that was they a shark that they estimate was over 100 feet in length. The thing terrified the fishermen to the point where they wouldn't return to the area. So can you imagine seeing a 100-foot-long shark? Yes. That's twice the size of a megalodon. But was it a whale shark? Well, we're going to get to that. Okay. So these, these are experienced fishermen that supposedly are, you know... They know what that stuff. They is. know what they're looking at. Now, a whale shark, as you, as you mentioned, is not a predator. That's right. It's a, a, a rather. Well, I mean, it does eat. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't eat plankton uh, and shit. Yeah, it does. It doesn't eat uh, fish or people. That, yeah, sure. It's scary looking. Yeah, but it, it would gentle giants you. of the sea. You can actually ride on one. Oh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. But, in any case, for decades, we're shifting from Australia. We're shifting again, uh, all, all the way down to. The Baja Peninsula, you know where that is? That's, be, that's that little uh, pointy thing that's just out the bottom of California there. That's right. For decades, the area between the coast of the Baja Peninsula of California and the mainland Mexico is called the Sea of Cortez, has been home to stories about a jet black shark of megalodonic proportion. What makes the stories even scarier is that this beast is said to actively hunt people, attack boats, and actually jump out of the water to attack stuff. Wow. Some interesting evidence has come up over the years regarding the so-called black demon of the Sea of Cortez including some high-altitude photography and even satellite images that look to show a massive sea creature. But there's not a good way to show scale using those. And, you know, as you said, it could be a whale, whale shark, or something that's not so scary. But for decades, people have reported this jet black, Mm. gigantic shark attacking people, boats, uh, coming out of the water, flying through the air, uh, like, as in Sharknado. Like Like a winged creature. Yeah, and terrorizing everybody in the area. Oh, my God. So... I don't know what it is. I actually did watch a documentary about this. It was on a few years ago on, on uh, I think it was the History Channel or one of those. Mm. And and they actually sent out some of the bravest or stupidest people I've ever seen in my life, uh, divers, mm-hmm. who were actually looking for this thing, uh, swimming around. That's a wise move. Yeah, swimming around looking for it. They were not able to come up with any evidence, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's, it's, it's a very deep part of the ocean. Right. You know, and if the thing is dark, you, you wouldn't see it, if, you know, especially if it, if it stays at depth. And well, if it's that big... Well, if you know anything about the Architeuthis, which is the giant squid, which mm-hmm. for many, many years was was the, the subject of uh, uh, legend and myth yes. they didn't think existed, until now they've, they've had, they've, you know, some have washed up along the shore, some have been caught in fishermen's nets, and it's this gigantic squid, and I got to see one recently. Really? Going back uh, to... Don't scare me. Going back to Florida again, they had one at, a, at an aquarium down there, and it was uh. in a, in a giant tank of formaldehyde. Don't they have like a beak? Like a, like a, like a bird? Yeah, well, the, little, the little mouth parts. That's disgusting. The octopus has, creepy, the, uh, has the little beak thing, too. But anyway, uh, it was huge. No, it was gigantic, what? and they, they attack <laughs> whales. They attack whales, and they'll even eat whales. Well, let me ask you a question, then. Yeah. What's the difference between a squid and an octopus? Because you would know. Well, I mean, uh, uh, they're both invertebrates. Yep. Uh, they have a lot of similarities, but they're their own uh, creature, their own distinct No, I know creature. that, but what is the, what is the difference? Is, is one of a bigger... Uh, well, they have giant octopuses as well, oh. big octopuses. But the octopus has the big bulbous head. 
Yes. With the with the big eyes. Much like an alien. And the squid is more elongated. Does a squid have one eye? No, the, no, no. I thought they had one eye, like one giant eye. No, no, two so eyes. They're, they're a two-eyed you know, creature. You know why I thought that? Because why? I get my marine biology uh, knowledge from watching Finding Nemo oh. and Finding Dory. You know, the octopus is a, is an interesting creature. Yeah. It's very smart. It, doesn't, it, can, it can camouflage itself, correct? Uh, it can. And, you know, there was one case where they had this octopus that escaped. Somehow <laughs> it escaped its uh, tank and figured out how to get out of its tank, oh. go down into the pipes, and escape back to the ocean. Did it do that? It did. That was on a movie. Do you have anything else about the... Uh, the no, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to mention that, you know, the, the, the black demon mm. of the Sea of Cortez is yet to be identified. As I said, I have seen some satellite pictures and some high-level photography. And yeah. it, and it just looks like a big shark, but you don't know how big it is. But I'm looking at a picture. So I want to talk about, lastly for me, uh, on this uh, interesting day, to say the least. This has been a fun day so has far. has been a fun day. We've done a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, is another waterborne uh, cryptid famously known as the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yes. And so we all know about the, Lo- the Loch Ness Monster. We've all seen the pictures. Uh, we've heard of it. Uh, and it's a creature said to inhabit the Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. Loch Ness. The term, the term that the monster uh, first came into being was in 1933 by Alex Campbell. Uh, he used the term monster to describe this creature, and the, the this was the birth of the modern Nessie phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And later that year, a, a, a gentleman by the name of George Spicer and his wife were motoring around the lock. Guy's got a nice name, Spicer. Back in '33, so I can only imagine what kind of vehicle they were in. Mm-hmm. And they uh, saw what appeared to be a dragon of some kind. Were they drinking scotch at the time, probably appear out of the water, and it's you know we, the little head came out and it started swimming around, mm-hmm. and apparently the creature crossed the road in front of his vehicle. So back in 1933, of course, there were a number. So it was it was a, a, a it was a uh, an amphibian because it was on sure the, it was on in the land. water, but then it was able to come out of the water, ah. cross go across the roadway, scary, right in front of Mr. Spicer and his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there were a number of sightings that year in 1933. But in 1954, a fishing boat uh, named the Rival Three picked up a large anomaly on their radar, and the object kept pace with the boat for at a depth of about 500 feet. So if you know anything about the Loch Ness, yeah, it's been deep. It's very deep, and it was formed by uh, retreating glaciers back in the last ice age, carved a, a giant gouge in between the mountains, mm-hmm. and then of course filled with water. So, but the most famous uh, of the of the pictures that we've seen, the very first ones, were known as the surgeon's photos. Yes. And that was uh, Robert Kenneth Wilson, and he was a London gynecologist Ooh. who took the photo, and it was a, you know the famous picture of the head and neck. Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Question. Yeah. If you're a gynecologist, do you do you not like having sex anymore? What, what do you mean? I don't know. Do you like you're just like yeah? I've seen it. What do you mean? Yeah, if you're gynecologist, are you all right? Do they look at porn? What are you talking about? What is this? Something wrong with you? Don't you think they get tired of looking? He's at a it? professional. He's a doctor. They get tired of looking at it. What do you like a proctologist? Does he like you know? Ugh. What? So you're saying a mechanic? He gets tired of driving cars around? Of course. You not. know what? That's a good analogy. I stand corrected. Yeah. See. Jeez. God. Oh, sorry. Your mind's in the gutter, fella. Continue. Well, just because you're a twisted individual. <laughs> so anyway, apparently the, the famous doctor uh, photographs were later produced to be a hoax. Apparently in 38, there was a film of the creature, the first film. And in 1967, or excuse me, 1960, a gentleman by the name of Tim Tins- Dinsdale, that's hard to say. Tim Dinsdale. Tim Dinsdale. They called him Timmy. Filmed a hump crossing the water. And, Timmy! And had a wake, a big powerful wake behind it. So it was a pretty interesting, compelling video to say the least. No. Yeah. Loch Ness, and I'm not sure if you encountered this in your research, mm-hmm. but isn't there a theory that Loch Ness actually connects to the ocean at some point? Like there's under underground uh, channels or, or, or very deep in the in the ground so that you wouldn't know. 
Because it appears to be locked off from the ocean. It's supposed to be landlocked. However. Yes, but they don't know for there's sure. There's a theory that there's a connector, and that's if there is something in there, it can go back right. and forth. Because it's so deep, and the water is so cold, right. and uh, it's vast. And murky. And it's murky, so you know you really don't have a good... Uh, the scientists don't have a good full understanding of the, the bottom uh, how contours we, how of the How come lake? we don't explore the ocean and the and deep water as much as we explore space? Don't because you think we want to know more about our own planet before we start finding out about other planets? Well, it's planets? true, and people have done that, um, and it's but it's difficult. It's, it's not of so easy. it's difficult. I didn't say it was easy. And you know who did it most recently? A famous person? Who? Went to the deepest part of the sea. The Marianas Trench? James Cameron. Oh. The filmmaker? Yes, I know James Cameron. Yes, he, he, was, uh, he embarked on a scientific adventure, oh. Endeavor. And they uh, a, swallowing a scientific it's the rum balls, dude. They uh, they got me uh, want making to eat weird, more. weird swallowing noises. So anyway, they they embarked on a on a, a quest to hit the deepest part of the sea and set a new record. Mm-hmm. And they did that. They put together this uh, amazing submersible. You uh, didn't machine. hear anything about it. No, it was on. T- it was on a documentary. Oh, I didn't it was interesting. See. No, 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 I was say it wasn't widely uh, broadcast. Nope, nope. <clears throat> Guess what they saw? Nothing. Not much of anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's too deep. But he went down. I give him credit, man. He went down there. He turned all the lights off. He went himself? Yes. Oh. It was a one-man submersible. He went right down to the He's bottom. He's crazy. I wouldn't do that. He's got a set on him. I'll tell yeah, you that. Bigger than that. these rum balls I, I just ate. That's that. for sure. Boy. Interesting. Boy. Well, anyway, so there's a lot of weird stuff out there. We still don't know quite what they are. Mm. Uh, we talked about some cryptids. We talked about Disney. We talked about, uh, what else? Uh, we did some trivia. Yep. And we, one we, one last exactly one last thing I want to mention too oh. before we go. And it, it reminded me when we started when I started singing uh Sleep Dick in fr- in German. <laughs> Sleep Dick. Right. So a loyal listener of the program, his name is Ron. Hey Ron. And uh Mike and I have known Ron for many, many years. Oh yes, I remember Ron. Um, he's a childhood friend of ours and uh you know, he grew up and went on his separate ways and uh He has a very successful uh career in the military. That's correct. He just recently retired or is getting ready to retire uh, as a higher enlisted person. And wait, before you before yes. you get into what you're going to say yes. about Ron. Yes. I w- I just want to tell you how smart I am. Okay. And this is because Ron and I when we were children, mm-hmm. used to play Axis and Allies. Remember Axis and Allies the, the board yes. game? Yes. Very, very very famously. And I used to wipe the mat with the guy constantly mm-hmm. and he went on to have an outstanding career in the military uh and my military career was very very short and not as successful but that just proves that i'm a tactical genius that i was able to mm-hmm. beat a real military man in access and allies continue with your story that's right but but uh you know ron one of his duty stations was germany and he loved it so much there that he just is i, th- I believe he's still there and he loves it there and we have a lot of german listeners because of ron so i appreciate that ron, yes, thanks, ron. but ron wanted to convey a story um because we were talking about um he he, he messaged me and we're talking about a few weeks ago. Mike and I had a job at Burger King, and so, no, no, no. A few weeks ago, we did not have a job. At no, Burger no, no, King. no. But we talked about having a job. <laughs> we at talked Burger about King it yes. when we were teenagers. We don't work at Burger King now. Um, when we were kids, we had that job there. And Ron, believe it or not, also worked there. Yeah, I remember for, that for a period of time. And he he told me about a funny story that I didn't remember. But we had a manager there by the name of Carmine. Carmine. I don't remember Carmine. I don't remember. It might have been after you left. It may have been. But apparently Carmine, who seemed like a normal guy, <laughs> and was relatively even keeled for the most part, but Ron goes goes on to tell me, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna quote Ron here, and he says I'm not, he uses an expletive, so I won't use it. He goes, <laughs> Carmine, f, flipped out when I put two swirls of mustard on a burger, <laughs> and he started throwing food around the kitchen. Wow! So that that's a no no. He was tightly wound. It's, it's two swirls of ketchup, <laughs> one of mustard. That's right. And uh, you don't want to overload the mustard. You can't put too much mustard because no. you get in trouble. So Carmine uh, freaked out. So I wanted to relay that story. Thank you, Ron. Uh, I don't. I got yeah, a, that must have been after I left. I got a good laugh out of that when he told me that. Yeah, we used to have a Burger King manager. He used to sell videos out of the back of his car. 
mm. out of his trunk. You can get any kind of video you want. Any, any kind of video. You know what I'm saying. Any kind of video. <clears throat> anyway. Yes. So I think that just about does it for the, uh, the episode today. But if you take something away from today, I want you to, to, to do your own research. And if you have an interest encrypted story of your own, please send it to us at theeonproject.yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Also, we want you to patronize addictedrumballs.com. That's right. And Jen and her wonderful uh, liquor-infused confectioners, which we enjoyed in the program. I feel better right now because I ate one. I feel warm and toasty. I feel delightful. Uh, they are they are the best. As soon uh, as you leave, I'm eating the rest of the rum balls yeah. and that cake that's sitting over the there on the that's... shelf. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna wake up several hours later covered in sweat. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. So anyway, you won't hear from me for a couple of weeks, but hopefully Jay will be back on the air with p- perhaps a guest host. That's exactly right. So we're gonna try to keep the train rolling here, people. Yeah. Just remember, the truth exists. Believe it.